0: What's going on people? Um yeah, this is episode 17 of the podcast. You're back in the seat with Echoes from the Void, baby. And um yeah, I don't know. It's been um an interesting time of late. Just man, I ain't sleeping for shit. It's just irritating. As hell, and um, yeah, I don't know, it's just like, I think I'm just trying to get shit out of the system, I mean, so it's just trying to shake everything off, really, so there's been a lot of up and downs, man, a lot of up and downs, and that really culminated last week, went to a comedy thing, Whew, was not a good night. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what I mean to keep it real. Yo, I broke that shit down. You know what I mean? And I've I've let I've I left it in. I was like, oh, should I re-record that? I'm like, fuck no. You know what I mean? Because this is what it is, right? A lot of people, they just want to put the good shit up on their Instagrams, their feeds. You know, just talk to their friends and be like, yo, I'm living life, man. Everything is rosy. But sometimes you have shit days. You know what I mean? Sometimes nothing works. And all you want to do is rip the head off someone and shout down the throat But Hey The next day is a new day You know what I mean So you shake it off And um Yeah you just Take another step forward You know what I mean So that's what it was man So it's still in there I've left that shit here I'm gonna cover it Because that's how real this shit Be you know, we ain't filtering stuff. You're gonna get life as it is. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Woo! It's a little crazy, but, um, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, I've, you know what I mean? I had a look around at the news, and there is some weird shit happening and some good shit happening or potentially who knows, we'll see but yeah, let's get to it, right there are definitely times when you look at everything that's happening around you and you just think, you know what can it get any crazier can things get worse you know and then you read something, and you go, "Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, they really can." It's like, um, so I was looking through the news, and I saw that a Canadian, a Canadian millionaire, has just been found guilty of killing his dad to inherit the family fortune. And on top of that, he killed two other people after killing his dad, which is insane, insane. You know, so he, um, so the guy, Dylan Millard, he was 33 and he shot his dad. In the eye while he was sleeping. And then. Framed it. As a suicide. Just so he could inherit. Like. His dad's multi-million dollar fortune. Which is crazy. So his dad owned an aviation. An avi. An a Yeah. God damn it. I said it right. An aviation company um Millard Air and um supposedly the you know the son figured that he might lose out on some of his millions if he doesn't kill his dad because he his dad was going to put the money into the business. So he killed his dad and then shut down the business you know like at the at the time he um you know he told police um he told police that you know his dad had been going through a lot of things and um you know that his his father had been struggling with depression and alcoholism but when you know the, the the police and everything spoke with people at, the, at work They're like, nope they're like, No one else had seen anything like that But they had seen a lot of arguments between the son and the father Look, The insane thing as well is though His dad was 71 71 So if you think about it The the, like the average is probably I don't know around about eighty five. That's probably a rough average when people kind of you know say goodbye. So it's not like he had years and years and years to wait, and the and and the crazy thing is as well. You'd imagine. There would be a point where his dad would go, okay, you take the reins of the business, you can you know what I mean? I, I'll pass over you management of a lot of the money and stuff like that. So it, it's kind of like what what were you doing? What 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 was going through this guy's mind? I can, an Ontario Supreme Court judge, Maureen Forstel, um, said that I am satisfied beyond reasonable doubt that Dylan Millard killed his father by shooting him in the left eye, as he slept. I can find no theory consistent with innocence. Which is just... who And, um... Like... But, yeah. He also killed two other people. So, this is the thing. This is the crazy, crazy thing. He's already in jail at this moment. So, he's serving... He's serving other crimes in jail. And then he's got this... Like sentencing for this case will be um on the sixteenth of November, but on top of this, he's serving for killing um for killing a guy called Tim Bosma in twenty thirteen and this w- was the murder that triggered all the investigation. This is how this dude got caught. For killing a guy. And the crazy thing was there was no need for it. Because, um, so, Dellen and his friend Mark Schmisch met with Bosma... Because they um... Were going to buy a truck... He was selling... So they contacted him... And went to his home... To buy this truck... The guy like Bosma took them out on a um... On a test drive... And never... Never returned... Wasn't seen again... So, these two frigging lunatics, just morons, morons, because it's just like, alright, if you're going to kill someone, surely you don't go to the house during the day. So, everyone's seen you, everyone knows what you're doing. You'd think you that what you wouldn't do that. But yeah, that's what these douches did. And because they're morons, then an investigation went in. They got convicted of murdering um Tim Bosma. And then police also discovered that um Dylan's ex girlfriend, Laura Bablock, had disappeared as well the year before. And so they kind of realised that, um, yeah, he had killed her because he'd been in a love triangle. With another woman called Christina Nudga. So. You know. Uh, there's all this weirdness. All this weirdness. Like he sent a text message. To this other woman saying. I will remove her from our lives. So these guys. You just wonder. How the hell would they not caught. For this, way back then, you know, this was in what 2012. They killed Laura Babook in 2012. Him and his friend. Then a year later, they they kill Buzma over the car, and um. Yeah, and in in twenty twelve, they he, they also killed um, killed his dad. It's just insane, all over. Just it's it's weird because you you know you think even though he didn't control all the money, he would have had you, you know he <clears throat> no doubtedly. He, he wasn't going broke You know what I mean He wasn't going broke But he That still wasn't enough for him Still wasn't enough So Yeah He ended three people's lives Because he's a gutless Moron Woo Insane So yeah When you think shit is crazy you find something that just makes you <laughs> go, God damn. So there's a crazy bit of news that's popped up um, last week. It's something that kind of comes up every few years, it seems. But uh, it always gets me excited when I read it. Um, so there are new plans to um, bring the mul- the mully the muli- Bring the woolly mammoth back from extinction in Russia Yes, the woolly mammoth Now, everyone probably knows what they are It's basically an elephant with tusks covered in hair That's, you know, I'm sure people have seen those images That's what we believe is the woolly mammoth. And um, they went extinct 10,000 years ago. But yeah. um, Scientists are um, taking another look at trying to bring them back. Um, So what they'll be doing. Is going through the remains that they have. And seeing if they can find whole cells. Um, and then you check the viability of the cell to see if you're able to clone it. So that, you know, will be crazy interesting. And the thing is, um, a lot of these remains have been been found... Um, but because yeah, the mammoths lived in this cold environment, you know, and, and so when you look at Russia as well, like there's there's places in Russia like um you know what where a lot of the research is happening now is the Yakutia um, territory, um, you know, it's also known as the Sakha Republic. Um and parts of that lie within the Arctic Circle, and when they found things in that area in the past, the remains are pretty well preserved because they're in the permafrost, you know so it's it's a but a much better way of preserving something. And you're able to get more information from those sort of remains. So being able to clone something like the Woolly Mammoth. It's not a far-fetched science fiction notion. This is a legitimate possibility. I think the thing is though. It's a bit like, alright. Once you have cloned, say you clo- you find good cells, you clone them. Then what? Because you you'd probably have to think like, how many do we want to bring back? Because if they're like elephants, they you know elephants aren't like they're not like rabbits, (laughs) you know I mean, they're not breeding a whole heap, so you'd have to think about that, how many are you going to bring back, like, is there going to be, are you going to then set a limit on the numbers, so it's just like, all right, so if they do breed and blah, 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 what are we, what's going to be the, the point where we go, all right, we need to cull some we need to stop we need to you know I mean? you have to think about those things like what are you going to do about hunters because people gonna to want to hunt these you know I mean? people go after elephants for the tusks people go after these for the tusks the fur and just the fact that they've now got a woolly mammoth so, I think all of these things need to be within the discussion. It's not just a, hey, we can bring this back. Let's give it a go. But I'm um, definitely interested for sure. You know, this is, yeah, if they did bring this back, then it would kind of open that question to what about the dodo? Because they've got dodo remains. So, that's another possibility. And then, though, you have to think about things that have died within our actual lifetime. The things that we have hunted to extinction. Like, should those be brought back? You know, because things that, like, there's animals that will go extinct just naturally. You know, just a natural, it's just a natural way of evolution. There's things do become extinct. But then there's things that we have hunted to extinction. So when you think about, all right, we can now bring things back. Do you bring back, do you only bring back things that we've hunted to extinction? Or do you try and bring back everything? But then you have to think, all right, so how is it, how will this new animal creature impact the. Current life cycle environment that's in place, you know, will this disrupt the whole eco plane? Like, what's going to happen? Is there a predator for this animal? Because that's an issue that they've got in like Australia, New Zealand, New Zealand. Oh my god, what's wrong with me? New Zealand. That you know, they've introduced animals that then don't have um like predators. So then the animals breed and breed and breed, and then they're infested, then they bring in another animal to control that animal, but there's no predator for the new animal, and then it's it's a perpetual cycle. So you have to kind of think about those things. But it is an interesting discussion for sure. So um yeah we'll see how this one goes right maybe in a in a year or two there will be mammoths again Ooh, how crazy is that so i stumbled upon um this article on the bbc website and it's called top tips for creating the perfect online dating profile So I thought I would drop the knowledge here and we can see if it makes sense or not. So that point number one, know what you're looking for. And they say, whether you're taking this date luck seriously or are a bit more laid back, it's a good idea to work out what you want from an online dating service. Are you after true love? Do you just want to see where it takes you? Whatever it is, let that ideal let that ideal be your guide when prepping. Which is true, you know. It's funny when I, I, I was looking at different apps. There are apps for for flings. There's apps geared geared up solely for like one night stands. There are apps for a there's, it's it's crazy the amount of different apps there are. You know what I mean? There's like Jewish only apps, Black only apps, like Farmer only apps. There's this crazy selection. So whatever you're into, you'll find that perfect kind of setup situation out there. So yeah, that I feel that's it. One is a fair point. So two, choose the right app right so yeah so you need to know for one is like do you are you looking for a full on relationship do you just want one night stand you just want something casual so you work that out so now two you have to find the right app so they're saying there are a lot of different online dating services out there and they aren't all the same some are pretty fast paced, like the swipe happy Twitter, Tinder. Ugh. God damn it, my words. Others give women the control over who they speak with, Bumble. There are even sites like Trekkie Dating, which, you guessed it, are aimed solely at Star Trek fanatics. It's good to shop around then. Read reviews, ask friends for recommendations and their experiences on certain services. Yeah, fair enough. Three, pick your photos carefully. First impressions are important, especially if someone is glancing at your picture, ready to swipe right and move on. So, having a good first photo is really crucial. Ahead And shoulders shot of you Preferably taken in natural light Is meant to be good They say you don't want sunglasses on That's a no-no If you can't see someone's eyes You're not going to look any further Don't wear a hat Don't try and hide behind anything Which, you know, is a fair point Unless, you know all, you wear glasses, and all your glasses are tinted, so you know there is that. Uh, but yeah, is 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 you don't want to be like some people post pictures where they're looking, they're deliberately looking away or looking down. That's their first picture, you know. What I mean? Or they they've got something over their face, which is just a bit like what the fuck are you? doing weirdo yeah that's free for your bio is your friend what you write in your bio is key to letting people know who you are and what you're all about it can be the springboard for those crucial opening gambits in conversations too spend some time writing about the things you love and what sums you up You have to think of your profile as your dating CV Yeah, I think that's a fair point You know, like They also say if you're funny, be funny You know what I mean? Just like Talk about the things you like But I would say this Try and be original Don't just Just don't ape what everyone else Says Like So frustrated. Like I swear <laughs> Girls have templates When they join up these services They give girls Templates of what their, their profile could be Because everyone writes The same shit it's ridiculous. There's like oh, the amount of times you see, "Oh, my Uber rating is four point." Who gives a fuck? That's not funny. Shut the fuck up and write something interesting. You know what I mean? Or ah, uh, what's what's the other thing? Get me out of the single market before you know. Before Britain leaves the EU, it's just like seriously. Come on That wasn't even funny the first time The first person said it Write some interesting shit You know what I mean Stop being fake That is the, the worst thing Or when people just go Oh ask me ask me questions and I'll tell you Be like Don't be an asshole Do you know what I mean Actually put some Because if you don't put any thought behind that What's any? What, what is people meant to think here? If you can't be bothered to even write a few little pointers on your profile, it kind of says you ain't really looking to take anything seriously, but you can't even take time to write a few things down. A few things down, come on, people. And another weird thing where. The profile is just people moaning about shit. It's just like, look, stop moaning. Because, yeah, people might have sent you a dick pic. But, hey, shit happened to other people as well. You know what I mean? So, stop the whining in the profile. And just talk about what you like. That is my viewpoints on that. Five, opening lines. Okay, so you've matched with someone you like. Now, what's the best way to start a conversation? You know, they say, um, don't just send a smiley face because it's weird. Don't say something sexual. Don't go off on some big monologue about yourself. You should look at someone's profile and pick a couple of things to talk about off the profile. So if someone says, yo, I'm a big cooker. You can say, what are you, a hot pint? Hey, no, you just say... Alright, so what kind of things do you like to cook? Do you have a, do you have a speciality or something like that? You mean just talk about some of the points that they've said. You're like, it'd be like, oh, I like hiking. You're like, oh, where do you like to hike? Do you go the Lake District? Do you like to go to Wales? Like, where do you like to go to? So you're asking a question on something someone has written in their profile because then that shows that you've actually read the profile and you put fault into sending that communication. Six, don't get hooked. It's not a good idea to spend hours a day on dating apps and not just because you'll be neglecting other aspects of your life. Research suggests that if you spend more than around 20 minutes on a dating app, The positive vibe in your head starts to become negative. Interesting points. 7. Be prepared for disappointment. Online dating can offer hope but it can also be a source of hurt. You must enter the world of online dating with the possibility of disappointment in mind. Which is true because there's a lot of assholes out there, so you can send a message. People will ignore you. You can be talking to someone and then they disappear. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, when when you get to online, whatever it is, you know, what I mean? like it could be on just Twitter, or Instagram. You know, what I mean? like people feel they have that and anim- that and. Anim- <laughs> Like people, you don't know who they are, so they can say and do whatever because it doesn't matter. That's bullshit, man. Like you know, what I mean I'm not a religious person, but the one thing I I feel like carries over into every single thing: do unto others that you wish done to yourself. So. If you want to be treated with respect, treat other fuckers with respect. It's as simple as that, people. If you want someone to, you know, read your shit, read theirs. If you want some people to respond to your messages, respond to a message that comes to you. You know what I mean? You have to pay shit forward and the goodness should come to you. That's the thing. Right. Eight. How to arrange your day. In-app conversations are great and all. But it's best to arrange a meet-up as soon as you both feel a connection. Talk too much online and you're likely to exhaust a lot of the chat that you could be saving for your first date. I mean. Kind of true. But. If you can't talk You know what I mean Shit's gonna hit the wall at, At some point soon anyway You know what I mean It's just like Look You should be able to have conversations Especially When you get to certain ages It's just like If you can't talk about things If you struggle to find things Then There are issues Because look, we all read. There's you might watch the news, you there's TV shows, there's films, there's books. So there's so many different points which you can talk about. Ask someone, yo, if you enjoy films, just ask someone, yo, what films you like? Oh, have you seen Avengers? Oh, what did you think? Boom boom boom. You can talk about that. Be like, yo, what are you reading at the moment? There's so many different things you can talk about. So, yeah, running out of a conversation point, that should never really happen. But I will say, it is probably a good thing to meet up with someone as soon as you can. Because, end of the day, anyone can be anything online, you know? And it's easier to be funny and to have, you know, all these big points online. But does that translate to when you meet someone face-to-face? You know, are you still going to enjoy talking to someone? Is there really... You have to establish, is there really that kind of connection, that spark? And not that spark like, I looked into her eyes and there was thunderbolts. No, that's retarded bullshit. Look, when you talk about the spark, it's that connection. Do you enjoy talking to someone? This is that that is the foundation of everything. Do you enjoy talking to someone about anything? That's your big thing. Because if you enjoy talking to someone, then you can build off that. If like because you could th- like think about it. How many times have you met with someone and you thought, oh my god, they are so fine and then you start talking and you're just like god damn it they cannot hold a conversation what is wrong with this person you know so you can't build shit from that you know what I mean like you might go on several dates but all the time you just be like why can't this person talk what is wrong with this person and so it's never going to go anywhere so the big thing is you meet up To establish, yo, is there a rapport here? Can we conversate? You know what I mean? And from that, you'll see, like, all right, boom, we're having a really good conversation here. Oh, so now, hey, so how am I feeling otherwise about this person? You know what I mean? And then you can kind of look and see some of the other things, but you want to meet up, you want to establish. Is there something? And then you can take it from there. And it says, nine, don't give up hope. Because you might not meet someone straight away. You might not meet someone on the first app or website you choose. But there's so many different ones out there. So that kind of equates to the fact being... There is someone for you out there somewhere. You just need to talk to a load of f- toads until you meet that right person all right well you know the, the yeah they they make t- some interesting points you know i i I think they do need to push the fact that Hey, a conversation is a two-way street, so both people can start a conversation, you know what I mean, because a lot of times you'll, you'll read someone's, a girl's profile and she'll say, I'm a feminist, but I'm a little old-fashioned, so I expect you you to make the first move, you to start the conversation, you to arrange a date, blah blah blah. You're not a feminist then you're just a fool. Straight up. You know what I mean? Because if you were a feminist, you're you're not playing these bullshit games. So you need both people to be in it. So there's no game playing, there's no bullshit Everyone's looking for the same thing Essentially So we we have to remember that So treat each other with respect And everything will go from there You know what I mean You might not find love straight away But at least the experiences that you have Will be pleasant But if you're an asshole, Hey, what do you think is going to happen, right? Alright, well, happy hunting, people. God damn it. I tell you, the verb are fucking right. The drugs do not work. This evening has just been... Uh, fucking dreadful. Just... oh God damn it, I should have fucking stayed in. That's what I should have done. But... No, I went to the new comedian of the year 2018 heats at the Museum of Comedy. Now, you know, probably everything would have been right, but the whole directions got fucked up, so I then had to trapse halfway over fucking London to try and find a venue which wasn't the best so the time I got there my knee was done my knee was just done and then I just that was it that was it from that point onwards I didn't give a fuck I just just didn't care just was like ugh. I probably should have just gone home but, you know, you're thinking, alright, comedy, it will be fun, it will turn things around, but no, no, didn't do it, didn't do it at all, it was just very frustrating, very fucking frustrating from the beginning to the end, just Like, my neck is killing me right now. I just, like, yo, I ain't sleeping for shit. So you just end up lying in bed for ages, trying to get to sleep. Which then just just fucks my neck up, man. So, I'm sitting there, you know, the compares on. All I'm seeing is gunt. Yep, that's what I said. All I'm seeing is gunt gun and listening to just complete and utter bullshit just like a compes job is to get the energy up for the night not just drone on with a complete pile of bullshit so there was that and then all the comedians But they fucked up So they didn't give anyone anything to score the comedians with By, So that was a complete mess and then the comedians went And <sighs> I mean, if, I, if I'd seen them on a different day Maybe I'd feel differently But I just Man, I just couldn't feel anyone like there was there was one girl Emily Wood She was cool I just didn't feel Anyone else But yo I think mean, the thing that was frustrating me as well About the night Was the hypocrisy Of it all Because People were joking Laughing around To All these safe ass Jokes And Like there was a few That were a little edgy And it was just like Look right it, You know what I mean For, for when you, you do jokes And people And there was people that just bombed There was some people that bombed But people still laughed at their shit And they bombed They knew they bombed Everyone knew they bombed, but people still laughed at their shit, which is a bit like, okay, so then, right, so when you come to another kind of, like, night, why the fuck aren't you laughing? Why are you acting all bent out of shape when someone makes a joke about fucking, like, I don't know, like abandonment abandonment or something like that. It's just bullshit. It's just so irritating. It's just like, what the fuck do we want? Do we want a world full with safe bullshit jokes? Or do we want to try and push the boundaries? Do we want to try and reach for the funny? That's the thing that I'm just... Ugh... Pissed about the most It's just like You know I don't want that bullshit You know what I mean I want everyone to be trying To be Funny motherfuckers I want people To be trying To Take risks Not always going For the low fucking Hanging fruit Ugh, that's what it seems sometimes. I mean, maybe it's because it's these bullshit competitions. This is essentially that's what they are. It's bullshit. You know, you're you're told that like you know, you're you're told like things went around recently after Edinburgh. Like this was the funniest joke of the year, and then it was at Edinburgh. It's like, and you hear the joke, and you're like, that isn't the funniest joke of the fucking year. That's bullshit. You, we know it's bullshit. It's just fucking safe. But that's what people are signing up for now. In this fucking saccharine, fucking whitewash bullshit world which we're now living in. So, great. Great, awesome fun. And yeah, that was it. Well, now, because I dropped the um, Matangi Maya M.I.A. podcast last week, I that essentially was, would have been the film review for this week's main podcast. So, I you know, I was thinking to myself, what should I do? Like, should we just not bother with a review this week? You know, what I mean? but then I was like, "Look, no, the, this current format is what we promise each week." So, what I did, I thought I looked at all the films that are out, I'm denied, and ended up deciding to watch one of the Netflix original films. So it's a new film. You know, what I, mean? I I I kept with that. But, um, yeah, it was one of the, 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 the Netflix ones. Um, and it's a film called Extinction. Uh, and it's by Ben Young. Um, phew, written by Spencer Cohen. Um, Brad Kane. And it stars Michael Pena. Lizzie Kaplan. Amelia Crunch. Erica Tremblay, and it's even got Mike Coulter in it, Luke Cage himself. So yeah. I mean um the kind of the breakdown of the film is a family man is plagued by dreams of loss, but his dreams turn out to be more prophetic them paranoid when the planet is attacked by an off-world invasion as he fights to protect the people he loves he discovers he has a hidden strength that can keep them safe from harm so yeah that's the kind of um you know that's the cell see elevator pitch as it were for um for this and Kind of gets it right, but there's stuff within the within the breakdown that mm, I w- I wouldn't say is an accurate depiction of what we uh, what we see. I mean, um, it it does kind of ruin a part by you know giving away the kind of dreams thing. Because essentially, um, yeah, Michael Peña, his character, Peter, is having these dreams. And, you know, they keep on being dismissed, you know? Like, look, they're just dreams, go see someone to get them sorted out, what are you doing? You're in this family, you know, we've seen this bit before. Um... And he's just like, no, 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 no. I've ever, you know, I, I, I don't think I need to see anyone. Blah, blah blah blah. Then he has one at work, so he's a bit more worried because you know, obviously he promised to do something for the family, and then he misses that because of this dream, which causes tension. But then, lo and behold. He's kind of proven right When all hell breaks loose So Now The film is Kind of, you know It goes into survival mode And It's about seeing how you know, how the family copes with this adversity. Like, can they survive? Do they pull together? Do they forget old wounds? And um, help each other out? Uh, yeah, and so that's what we're seeing. I mean, I think the big takeaway, really, from, from that Moment onwards, do not hang out with this family because they are useless. They will get you killed. They <laughs> they will stand like sheep in the headlights while you're screaming for help. They will not give a fuck. So that was the big takeaway that they will not have your back. This family was. Terrible, terrible But you know, we see all the cliches Kid drops toy, needs to go back for toy Um, Yeah, people think that they can't do something and then they do it Someone's supposedly dead but then they're not dead You know, just the, the typical invasion movie cliches They are all packed in here so, if you're a fan of that, if you're a fan of those kind of things, you know this is this is you as the film moves on we we are given some interesting twists so. The like we're given one twist, and we're like, oh, okay. Then there's this other twist. So of like on top of towards the end, and you're like, okay, that really does kind of explain some of the behaviour that we that we see at the beginning, because at the beginning. Things are a bit off, you know. What I mean, it, it's just like the family unit does not seem to gel very well, and yeah, five. I think when we, what we find out later on that possibly now I don't know if it's being created in that way, you know, if people are told to act in a certain way, so then. Revelations later on It kind of ties into that Or if just somebody acting Was a little ropey Like somebody acting is a little ropey So you know That you can't even tie into Some of the revelations that happen later on (laughs) Like not everyone Is great Which is a shame It's always a shame like you know i don't think anyone was terrible but there's definitely people that could have been better but um you know i i i think the main characters weren't too bad um yeah the like yeah the main people we fight they they're not too bad um The older daughter Hannah sometimes just seems too off, but yeah, you know, as I said, look for the most part, they're pretty good. And they, but I would say the two kids, Hannah and Lucy, they're very good in the flashbacks. I think the flashbacks really kind of redeem those characters so then you're like okay cool 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 and then you kind of like you're you're more open to them in the current situations that you're seeing but um you know as i said look this is a netflix movie so you know if if like i think basically everyone's got netflix so yeah I think it, it, it's not amazing it's not going to change your life but if you're a fan of like the kind of cheesy B movie you know some of those sci-fi films that come on at late night that they're not amazing but they're kind of fun you know or or you're just looking for something that you don't have to think about too much Something a little easy. I think this is probably the distraction that you need. You know. Um, So yeah, I'd say extinction. It's not bad. If you've got nothing else to do, it will pass your. It will pass the time for sure. So yeah, if you're a fan of the B movies. Yeah, This is probably something that you're going to enjoy. You know, it's it's kind of like... Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of that old Angela Bassett film from back in the day. I think it's Strange Days. I believe it was Strange Days. You know, it's kind of... I'd put it in that kind of category Because that wasn't amazing But it was okay you know? So yeah This is an okay film It will Pass the time When the weather is bullshit And you can't get to the cinema To see the film you really want to see Okay So that is This week's film review people So, yeah, you got you know a little Netflix film review there, but as I mentioned, so the matinga Mea m i a that became a bonus episode, just because you know I saw the preview on the Thursday and the film and you know the the documentary was coming out on the Friday, so it kind of made sense. To release it on the Friday, because then you know if people are in the R and think, "Oh, should we see it?" Boom, boom, boom. They can listen to the pod, and it will help them make up their minds. Yeah, it. The intention wasn't to do the bonus stuff yet. The the bonus stuff was gonna come in October, and that is because. I submitted the podcast and I got press accreditation for the London Film Festival, which is definitely a good look. So what I'll be doing is I'm going to be releasing bonus episodes each day after I've seen a film that's the plan, so we're going to see films, and then you're going to get a little podcast, and it's not going to be anything crazy, don't worry, it's not going to be long pieces, they're just going to be like probably 10 to 15 minutes, and I'm just going to try and break down everything, what I've just seen, so when you are you know looking for something to see in a film festival, you can listen to the podcast and hopefully it will help inform you, it help you kind of decide, be like, OK, yeah, maybe I will check out that film and I will give you the other dates in which that film is showing and the locations To help you out because I'm a friendly, nice kind of guy. I mean, maybe I will rant, (laughs) but I'm a friendly motherfucker, and so I'm gonna give you that information, and we're gonna they're bonus episodes, but we're gonna brand them slightly differently. So look out for the echo chamber podcasts, which should hit you. From, I think, the 10th or the 11th of October. I just need to see what the schedule's saying. Because I'm definitely seeing films on the 11th. But I think I there should be some press screenings on the 10th. So there will be those as well. Seeing films at the moment. It all kind of started on Monday But there's embargoes in place So recorded the audio So we'll release those As soon as the film has been uh, released On the public programme But yeah Exciting times for the podcast people And um yeah I hope you uh Find these little bonuses Helpful Um Yeah hopefully we'll see right But um There's no no comics this week But we do Have a little book review for you This week I um Yeah managed to do another long ass book Because Yeah I'm an idiot Um Yeah, I don't know, I was looking for something interesting, so I did, I picked up a book by Duncan M. Hamilton, um, another one of his, it was The Society of the Sword, and um, it was like, it was a long one because it was just all three books, it was the whole trilogy in one, and it came to 31 and a half hours. so this is what the summary says fans have described the trilogy as game of thrones meets the three musketeers when soren is plucked from the streets and given a place at the prestigious academy of swordsmanship he thinks his dream of being a great swordsman has become a possibility However with great intrigues unfolding all around him Soren discovers that he is little more than a pawn to the ambitions of others As he is swept from high society into exile in foreign lands To escape those who see him as a threat He must rely on a mysterious gift And the lessons learned at the academy If he hopes to survive in a society where disputes are settled with a sword. The, sci- the Society of the Sword trilogy contains the complete series. Well, yeah, you probably didn't need um, that bit, did you? But anyway... Um, yeah, I. you know what? I would say um, Game of Thrones meets the Three Musketeers... No, <laughs> that is not a good analogy of what this is. <laughs> that, that's just terrible, <laughs> really terrible. Do you know, what I mean? like this Game of Thrones is these different kingdoms and all this, you know, intrigue and backstabbing, and it's immense. This is not that. And the three musketeers is like a group of friends coming together to, you know, like stop their king from being killed. And this is not that either. So it's very weird for people to like say that. It doesn't make any sense. But the book starts off extremely interesting. And um yeah, you're kind of like, oh, okay, where like it's not it's nothing you haven't come across within the fantasy realm before, but you know, it still kind of plucks at your interest to see, okay, so which direction will this go in now? You know, you, you've set it up like this. Cool, so where are we gonna take things uh and I think it was it was fine to a point then they in tried to introduce like the love interests and stuff, and I think that's where it really started to fall down because. You know, the love, it it just wasn't written that well. You know, it was written more as infatuation and lust rather than love, you know. But that was never addressed. And then they introduce another love interest... But then that is literally never addressed again in the series. Like the name is sometimes, I think the name of this girl is mentioned like two or three times. But that's it. You never revisit that character again. Even when things happen within that area. So it's a bit weird. It was a bit like, all right. So what was the point in that? What was like really? What was the point in taking us to this place and like having all having these things happen if we are never going to address them ever again in the context of the story? and it, 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 you start to kind of think to yourself all right so where what's happening here we we you know we're getting taken to these places but then nothing happens and you start to kind of wonder all right so what's the thing with our main character here because it, the way it's being written Sorin is getting Set up as the hero But In every Way he's getting written He's coming off as A vindictive Kind of jealous Shitty little person That's how the like the character's coming off like one point one hand you're saying oh, he's a hero but on the other hand you're like oh yes and i like to win that and i i made them bow to my will and, and you're like all right he's a bit of a shit he's an asshole but that's never addressed so it's never kind of like some some books you read and you know it, it, like when when the characters like kind of reflecting, kind of thing, be like, ah, oh, you know what? I really want to be this, but hey, I can't control my temper in this situation, or when I see this, I just see red and that bum 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 bum, you know, like girls are my weakness. I don't know what to do, or I just like to fight, bum bum bum. They will address the points, but throughout this story, the points are never addressed, which for me, it really impacted the story, you know, like also, like in the, in the setup, I I read, you know, it said about he must rely on a mysterious gift but, you know, we're, we're told about this gift. But the way it's just, it's really odd in how it's always referred to or utilized. Because it never really makes any sense. Cause you're like at one point they're like oh yes and he can control it and then it's just like but he doesn't control it or in you know in some instances it'll be like oh and it let me do this 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 and this and this and in others it'd be like oh and he was so drained straight away and you're like all right but where's the consistency here because you can't go from it doing this to then suddenly it's this because you're not you you know you haven't established any rules or if you have you're just ignoring those rules that you've kind of established and so it's just like a lot of times things seemed like it's this is just here so you can take the story there you know what I mean? Like things will be changed solely for the writer to take the story somewhere rather than, you know, this is something, a consistent point all the way through and our character is impacted by this. And that was a really big thing. You know, because it made the story a bit like, well, we know he's going to get out of that situation. Like there's ne- there was never any fear because you knew that, hey, well, something's going to get written in that's going to give this person an out. And that always happened. Like no matter what you'd been told, something would happen to give the person an out. So it's just a bit like, well, you know, what what's the point here? There's no, there's no real consequences because you're just saying, well, this can happen or that can happen, and ba 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 You know, so it really kind of just just detracted from things, and then in the and then the way it ended. It was a bit like Well Firstly you're saying one person is the greatest And then You're saying that this person can do this but throughout the book It's like Soren is quick But You then But at the beginning it says He's not skillful All he is is quick and it never really establishes That he perfects his skill So Then at the very end of the book You're like well How do these things happen If he's not A skillful fighter So Yeah there, there, There's a lot of Kind of plot holes I felt And it also seemed, because as I said, look, this is 31 and a half hours. It's a, you know, it's a big book. With the story, it kind of felt like it did, it really didn't have to be this long. You know, essentially, it could have been half that and you would have still got the same story you just cut out the waffle cut out the waffle and the non-essential stuff because there's so much stuff in here that it really is not essential to the story it's just words for words sake, if you cut that out you'd have a tighter story and it'd probably definitely be more enjoyable that's kind of how I How it came across to me. But... You know, I I think... hmm, Let's kind of think, really. If you're a fan of... Who can we think... Like, a similar story style. Like, I guess there's some kind of tie-in to... Um, um, still learned name. I'm trying to think of Brandon Sanderson. Yes, there's, there's some kind of tie into Brandon Sanderson. So, if you like his stuff, yeah, you, you could be down with this, you know. Um, yeah, if, if you're into uh, there's a, a lot of the young. Adult kind of uh, kind of books, you know, like they 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 have a similar kind of style in 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 which they're telling their stories, and I think, yeah, you you would definitely get on board with Duncan M Hamilton if if you're a fan of that you know but uh yeah you know it, it just depends on what you're looking for in a story you know so yeah i mean take it for what it is duncan m hamilton the society of the sword it might be for you. But, you know, if the things I've talked about would infuriate you, then maybe this isn't for you either. Okay? <laughs> so, before we head out for, you know, another week. I I've, I've wanted to talk about uh, some entertainment news that I've seen that kind of, you know, interests me. But um oh, you know, first I'm going to point out one thing. Like so a, f- a month or so ago there was word that Patrick Stewart is returning and he, as his character from Star Trek The Next Generation, John luc Picard I was never a fan of Star Trek The Next Generation But one of my people, Cindy, is a huge fan And the other day I saw They, they, they put out a picture And it was of the writer's room and the thing that's got me a little interested about this series now is the fact that Michael Chabon is helping writing it, which is pretty big. I feel like Michael Chabon, he wrote Wonder Boys, um, they the film adaptation of that with Michael Douglas, good film as well. And but you know, book is. Really good. If you haven't watched, if you've only seen the film, read the book too. The book is very good. He also wrote The Amazing Adventures of Kablar and Clay, that is loosely based on the li- kind of the lives of um Stanley and Jack Kirby. I- and when I say loosely, I mean very loosely, you know. But it's a fantastic read. Um now he has transitioned one element of that story to comics with um a book called the escapist so if you're into comics you may have come across the escapist graphic novels but um yeah if you haven't read it you should read The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. But yeah, the fact that he is now in the writer's room of this Jean-Luc Picard series. kind of got me interested, you know. But the two pieces of news that I saw. Um, and I thought was kind of interesting. One positively, one kind of irritatingly is um, firstly Zoe Cravats Crav- Crav- Cravats Lenny Cravats his daughter Cravats I believe that's how you pronounce it but she has got the lead role in Disney's new High Fidelity series now it's based on the um the book by um Nick Hornby and it was the great film it's one of my favorite films man with John Cusack Jack Black um it's such a fun great great film and they are reinterpreting it for the upcoming Disney streaming service, and this new version will have Zoe Cravat playing a female version of the John Kuzak character, so the first series is gonna be ten episodes um yeah, so. You know, I I, I saw this piece on Dark Horizon, got to give them credit, you know, Gareth's always putting up interesting stuff, but, you know, he says, um, yeah, it's going to be a a 10 episode series. Um And it will tell the story from a female point of view With Cravats portraying the ultimate music fan And record store owner Who is obsessed with pop culture and top five lists Um, The series will also have um, Cravats, Lisa Bonet Who was in the original film Um, Veronica West Sarah Kirchak Josh Applebaum Andre Niemek Jeff Pinkner and Scott Rosenberg as executive producers now I have to ask why I don't look I don't understand because You know, high fidelity is high fidelity. We've had, you know, it's a great book. It's a really good book. If you haven't read the book, read the book too. But it's also just a great film. The film was so good. Like, Catherine Zeta-Jones is great in the film. You know, she doesn't irritate me one little bit in this film. And in so many films, I just can't stomach her. So, it's a great film. With, with some great moments. Um, and I don't. Understand. Why you then change the sex. Of the roles. Because look. Why not. Create a new property. This is the thing. Why not create a new property. Because with Cravat, she's not a, a no-name person. She's been in some good shit. Like, you know, she was she's in Big Little Lies. She was in Mad Max Fury Road. And a whole heap of other shit. So, she's decent. She, she is a name that people would take notice of. So, if you created this new property, this new brand, and her name is attached... People will take notice. You know what I mean? It's going to be debuting. On the Disney's new streaming service. So straight away from that. People will take notice. So you don't have to. subvert high fidelity. Now. What I'm wondering. Because. And I've spoken about this This isn't anything new But I don't You know it's not my thing When you keep on hearing These stupid like Arguments for oh let's have A black James Bond let's have a black Doctor Who Look I don't want A second hand property I don't want Let's just change the colour of The lead actor and we'll you no no no, 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 I want new, fresh stories, fresh properties if we, we, we you know we're putting black faces on this shit, but how do women feel about this because this is what I would be interested in, like you know what i mean are you happy are a lady all you ladies out there are you happy? To have this version of high fidelity with the with the John Cusack character, Rob, who was think, Rob. So is Zoe Kravitz gonna be Roberta? Like, you know what? I mean? So what are we gonna do? Probably not. They'll probably give another name. But are you happy for that, or would you rather have? A new property, something fresh, you know what I mean. Not just a hand me down. That's what I'm interested in. That's what I would like to know. So if you, if you, you know what I mean. If if you've got a viewpoint on this, leave a comment on Insta, Twitter. Um, send a voice message on Anchor. Hey, let me know. Hey, I think that, yeah, it'd be interesting to get some feedback and viewpoints on that. But a big, big bit of news is, um, you know, a long time ago, we used to be friends that I haven't thought of you lately at all. Yes, motherfuckers, Veronica Mars is coming. But, boom Rob Thomas Kristen Bell Coming to Hulu Probably next year I'd imagine But um Yeah A new Veronica Mars series Is coming How Cool Could this be um, And Not just them so you've got um, Jason Doring who is Logan Francis Capra who is Eli Weevil Percy Daggs the third Wallace and David Starziak who was Richard Casablanca. They are definitely all returning for an eight episode. Season, so ah man, definitely looking forward to this. It's like the original series ran from 2004 to 2006, and then we had the film that got crowd that was like the fastest Kickstarter at that point. Um yeah, that that was four years ago. So uh yeah, it's it's like, you know, what, what what's gonna happen with this? You know, there, there's not really any word on some of the other characters yet if they're gonna come back, but you know, it was always like Rob Thomas always said that if they were gonna do a um his his initial plans for I think. I can't remember if it was the third season Or the poten- a potential fourth season Was to have um, Veronica Graduate from school And then join the FBI Or the, yeah Something like that Or I think there was going to be a time jump And she's joined the FBI Something like that So it's you know What's gonna happen here is that's... Are we gonna do that with this? Who knows? But I am definitely looking forward to some more Veronica Mars. That's gonna. That, I'm really hoping this is gonna be some fun as hell shit. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna be catching up on some Veronica Mars pretty soon. I feel gonna do those free free seasons and a movie. Boom, but yeah, I thought those were some interesting stories that I wanted to share with you people, because uh, you know I'm that kind of guy, right? And also remember, before I'm signing out, we still got the HelloFresh competition running, so I, I've already I've got some names and shit like that, but it's still open, so there's still time. For you to win a free box of hallow fresh goodness So if if you kind of, you work late And when you get home you just don't want the hassle of having to think of what to cook Or if you have difficulties of thinking of interesting things You know what I mean, you can only eat so much pasta Or you can only have jacket potato So many times, you know, you you struggle with recipes Well, if that's the case Join HelloFresh And they will send you free meals each week You can decide what those meals will be You can be vegetarian, you can have meat Whatever you want Uh, You just select the meals They'll send you the box. And then it's just easy as hell. You have the right proportions. You have all the ingredients. Don't have to buy anything extra. The only other things you, you need to add. Would be like olive oil. That's basically it. So yeah. Hassle free cooking people. Hassle free cooking. I've done it for. About a year and a half now. And. God damn it, dinner time has been off the hook ever since. And I'm a good cook. I just can't portion control. (laughs) That was always my Achilles heel. But now don't my freezer is not full up of random shit because I cook too much. So yeah, if you want to win a box, remember just send me your details. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, dibby this up pretty soon. Alright, people, well, that is me done for another week. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast, even the rant. Um, but as I said, look, shit happens, you know what I mean? Hey, you're gonna see everything here, warts and all, people, warts and all. But... You know what I mean? There's a load of films coming out So a lot of fun to be had There's a lot of fun exhibitions Happening all over the place too So go out Have some fun Enjoy yourselves And I will see you next week Peace